KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Jim Melwort. It was a news bombshell this weekend for anyone who follows politics in Montgomery County, as we learned that former Montgomery County Commissioner uh, and more so former Montgomery County DA Bruce Castor was now going to be one of the leaders for Donald Trump's uh, impeachment defense team. Bruce Castor made his name in the Montgomery County DA's office, and it's not an exaggeration to say that he dominated courtrooms uh, when he was district attorney. He was one of the old-style presence in, in, a, in a courtroom. He had dreams of statewide office and got into a war with Republican Party bosses, uh, and, and those dreams flamed out. And after years in private practice, uh, some things here and there, he, he was named uh, acting attorney general when Kathleen Kane uh, had to step down after she was convicted. Uh, so he would pop up every so often. Uh, but now here we are. Bruce Castor is about to take part in the largest trial in the country uh, for President Trump's impeachment. I reached out to him. Uh, I was able to connect with him. Uh, we talked on the phone, and here is that interview. I guess start from uh, kind of how this uh, how this came about and how you how you ended up here. What what can you tell me about uh, how you ended up on on the president's team? Well, it's actually kind of a amusing story. If it wasn't such a short time frame, I was. Um contacted over the weekend uh, that ended on uh, Sunday, January 17th. And um, the question was, would I be interested in being considered? And when I said that I would, after checking with my law partner, uh, I got a call back that uh, Chief of Staff Meadows had talked me over with the president, given me the okay. So I thought I had the job uh, as of Sunday, the 17th. Turned out that wasn't true. So, um, I was uh, beginning to prepare for the case and get the uh, retention paperwork and everything all squared away. And uh, like everyone else, I saw uh, in the media that um, President Trump had hired a team out of uh, South Carolina on the recommendation of Senator Graham. So I contacted the people that had called me and said, you know, does that mean I'm not on the team anymore? And they said, yeah, well, the president, you know, chose somebody else. So I said, okay. So I didn't give it another thought. And then uh, on Saturday, just a couple of days ago, uh, the same fellows called and said, are you still interested? And I said, well, what happened? And they said there was a parting of the ways between the South Carolina people and the Trump uh, people. So um, they now are looking and you were already vetted once. And are you still interested? And I said, sure. And uh, that's how the odyssey began. And so you mentioned a type a tight timeline uh, when you got in and when you had to file. What would that look like? Well, the um, I, I, I began working on the case Sunday, uh, the thirty uh, first, um, for a deadline on at noon at um, uh, on, on February second. So today and. Um, uh, I had to file the answer to the uh, allegations against the president. So uh, my law partner, Mike Vanderbeen, helped me. And um, uh, another lawyer that uh, was hired by uh, the president, David Schoen, uh, helped me. And I put it together and I spent the better part of uh, 48 hours writing it and editing it and re-editing it until it was just right and filed it just on time today. 
uh, I guess explain the, the the gist of of the the argument. Well, the, uh, the the article of impeachment charges all sorts of things uh, in one fell swoop, uh, and uh, the the gist of uh, our answer is that the the Senate doesn't have jurisdiction over a private citizen in an impeachment because the Constitution says that the only remedy for impeaching uh, a person is removal from office. And if that's the only remedy and uh, President Trump no longer holds office, then the entire proceeding is a legal nullity because uh, it can't happen. It's, it'd be almost the equivalent of the president having died. They can't remove him from office because he simply is unable to be removed because he's not there. Uh, and then there are various other uh, arguments um, that uh, address um, the manner in which the House acted and then some of the merits of the uh, accusations concerning incitement to insurrection being uh, contrary to law and essentially the, uh, the rush to judgment and the lack of due process. And um, these are really great concepts, uh, uh, and the president has a, a wonderful opportunity to defend himself here, and I'm delighted to be part of that, to, that team that's, that's doing it, uh, not only because I think it's my patriotic duty when I'm asked, but um, because I think the country really needs to see what's going on. And to, to be part of a historic moment like this, and you mentioned right. you you were in, you were out, and then you were back in. Seems like that would kind of be a roller coaster of, of 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 emotion, I guess. Well, I'm just so proud of the fact that the president would consider me uh, the caliber of lawyer that he'd want to defend him in what is truly an historic time. I mean, who can resist if you're a lawyer or in any profession, really? being called upon to participate in the biggest trial in the country, <laughs> and maybe one of the biggest trials, if not the biggest trials, in the history of the United States. I mean, that's pretty heavy stuff, and um, I'm excited to, to be part of it, and I'm really looking forward to it. And I haven't had any difficulty at all in dealing with uh, the president or his uh, or his uh, people. It's been a very smooth ride. Everyone recognizes that it's um, a tight time frame, and and are very deferential to the uh, to the arguments that uh, me and my colleagues are making, and I I, I feel very confident that we're going to be able to do a, a credible job. You, you mentioned the the previous team from South Carolina. There was a lot made over the weekend of reports uh, that uh, they they were not interested in in litigating uh, the the election. The reports were saying that that they felt they were being pressured by the president to do that. Uh, did you hear anything about that? You mentioned that your relationship dealing with the president so far has been, you know, there, there have been no issues. Have were you concerned that there would be uh, any that he would try to push you into a certain defense that maybe you didn't think was the best way to go? Well, I had uh, I had already said. Um, vetted the first time that I wasn't interested in in using anything other than technical defenses. Um, there are plenty of questions about the, how the election was conducted throughout the country, but that's that's for a different forum, and uh, I don't believe that that's uh, important um, to, to litigate in the in the Senate trial um, because you don't need it. President has plenty. President Trump has plenty to win with what he has. Uh, and I said that I wasn't going to go down that road, and 
no one has pressured me. It hasn't even been discussed. Um, so I don't know where people got that notion that, um, that, that that was some sort of a litmus test to, uh, to get to defend the president. Because as you saw from the document I filed today, which had to be approved by the president personally, there isn't anything in there about <laughs> about the election being stolen. And uh, and that's the you know reason why people rioted. I mean, you know, it would have to be in there or, or in order to be allowed to use the defense. So, you know, for a fact that that there wasn't any um, uh, pressure from the president for us to do that because he wouldn't have approved the the answer that we filed today. You mentioned the the, the crux of your argument uh, is uh, that it's unconstitutional to to impeach someone who's already left office. Uh, you also mentioned what I what I assume is a high bar of, of incitement. Uh, can can you touch on on that argument and kind of, of of what you say as far as as the charge of incitement? Well, the. I don't want to get into too much detail about how I intended to uh, argue it. I just assume the House managers have some mystery before they know what I'm going to say. Uh, but the um, there are statutes that uh, deal with incitement to riot, and uh, there's not even it's not even close that the uh, president engaged in what would be considered criminal conduct. And then there's a test called the uh, Brandenburg test uh, set down by the Supreme Court. I analyzed that uh, at uh, length, and that that isn't even close to met. I mean, I don't believe there's a chance in the world that they're going to be able to, uh, to demonstrate that he committed those crimes or even uh, anything approaching them where you could make the argument that it was perhaps not beyond a reasonable doubt, but more likely than not that he did. I don't think they're going to have any uh, possibility of that at all. I mean, at some point in this country, we have to recognize that people are responsible for their own actions and the and the the president uh, deplores the violence at the Capitol, and uh, those people should be punished at, as um, aggressively as I would have done if I was the DA, and they did it at the Montgomery County Courthouse. But uh, just because somebody gave a speech and um, and got and people got excited, that that doesn't mean that the speechmaker's fault. It's the people who got excited and and did what they know is wrong uh, that that are at fault. And um, that's the, the focus that we're going to take. So now that you filed, and you mentioned, you know, the, the you know being on, on on a team defending the president, has it set in the the gravity of this? Is that going to take a bit? Well, you know the uh, the enormity and the gravity of the responsibility hasn't really hit me, and I have a. Um, I have experience in being able to defer those feelings because when I would be confronted with multiple dead people and had to go find who did it and made sure they paid for it, I didn't have time to think about the enormity of that responsibility. And having gotten the case uh, 10 days before trial, uh, it's just so all-consuming. I mean, literally, my entire law practice is shut down and uh, from my far as myself is concerned and then uh, all the people at my firm are supporting me because we have so much to do in such little time you don't have time to to worry about it you have to i mean uh, today at noon came today at noon whether i was sitting around worrying about whether i would uh make it make a fool of myself or not i mean so it had to be done you just you, you have to uh you have to to do the work um uh, because the time frame is so compressed and and the volume is so great. 
I'm I'm sure that at some point it will hit me. Maybe I'm when I'm standing in the Senate looking out at United States senators who are looking at me, waiting for me to talk. It might it might penetrate me, but uh, I'll probably take off my glasses so they're all blur anyway. I certainly appreciate you taking a couple a uh, couple of minutes to talk to me. Uh, anything that I didn't ask that I should have? Anything you want to add? Not that I can think of. Uh, I, I mean, it is hard to it is hard to believe the the division in this country has led to um, the vitriol online uh, that uh, has met um, uh, those of us that were uh, asked to defend the president. I mean, I'm a lawyer, and uh, President Trump needs help, and he's um, come to me and asked for it. I have an obligation to help him, and it's, that's not even close. And that's how that, that obligation belongs to a lawyer um, his whole career for anybody who needs it if they have the, the skill level to do it. So uh, I mean, the vitriol really has to stop uh, in this country, and um, – the fact that it that it's been so nasty, uh, sort of online. At least I, I hear that secondhand since I'm not my, online myself. Um, it really makes you wonder for that people don't recognize that everyone has First Amendment freedoms. Everyone is entitled to due process of law, the high and the low. And in this country, it seems as though we've made a blood sport out of taking the high down. And uh, in order to uh, facilitate that, um, ignoring due process of law and the First Amendment and all of the things that make America different than every other nation on Earth and every other nation that has ever been on Earth. And that's something that I hope I'm able to to um, put forth uh, in the uh, in the well of the United States Senate. <laughs> something else. Uh, John Adams defended the British, so I, I, you, yeah. you're right. Everyone's entitled to a defense. He lost the election too. <laughs> That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Jim Melwork. We'll have another episode out soon.